It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And we will see you again next week. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Final round of the Open. I'm Jeff Biggs, and happy Father's Day. Today, the final day of the 118th U.S. Open at Chinnacock Hills. The USGA admitting the course was set up too tough, and so we'll see what happens today. Everybody is on the course. Everybody is teed off, and so far, so good. The golf has been a lot better. Weather is perfect, 79 degrees, barely any wind. And right now, at the moment, Brooks Kepka. The defending champ is alone atop the leaderboard, has had a couple of birdies uh, in his first three holes, and Brooks Kepka is alone at one over par. Then you have Tommy Fleetwood, Masters champ Patrick Reed, and former champ Dustin Johnson all at three over par. And then uh, Daniel Berger and Tony Finau, they're now at four over par. So again, a bunched-up leaderboard should be quite a finish today at the U.S. Open. They did water the greens overnight, and like I said, so far the play has been better. Halftime at the World Cup in Russia, and the favorite, Brazil, is leading Switzerland 1-0. 1-0 seems to be the score today. That uh, was the way things started when Serbia beat Costa Rica, and then a stunner between Mexico and Germany. Chicharito dropped it back. Give and go. Chicharito from Ronaldo. Here he comes, Fernandez leads it, Lozano, cutting, looking, shooting, Lozano, go, Mexico leads! And that would be the final courtesy of 
Fox Sports, Mexico, the stunner over defending champion Germany, one to nothing. Sunday baseball is underway. Good one going on in Toronto. Top of the fifth, the Blue Jays now ahead of the Nationals, four to three. The Tribe lead the Twins, four to one. Late start in the Bronx, the Yankees on Old Timers Day trailing the Rays, three to nothing in the fourth. NBC Sports Radio. KCAA. In the Inland Empire, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. Like the one who mowed your lawn and trimmed that week you were sick. Well, here's another good neighbor you can count on. State Farm agent Joe Amlani and his team. They're here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which can save you money and time. So combine home and auto and start savings today. Rolling. Call State Farm agent Joe Amlani. 909-894-4619 today. When Michelle lost her job, her home, and her children because of her addiction, she was desperate to make a change. She felt hopeless. Then she discovered Cedar House Life Change Center in Bloomington. Their staff showed Michelle how to live drug-free and be the mother she always knew she could be. You know what it feels like to be trapped in your addiction? Too many people in our community feel that way every day. That's why Cedar House is here, to help with a range of residential and outpatient care. To support the mission of recovery, visit cedarhouse.org, where they say... Come grow with us. This is KCAA. Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you always tired and worn out? Is it affecting your work and personal life? Well, South Pacific Sleep Lab can help you out. South Pacific Sleep Lab provides a personal study of your sleep patterns. With their trained specialists, they will diagnose your sleep habits and will give you a prognosis for getting a great relaxing night of sleep. South Pacific Sleep Lab has locations throughout Southern California, including Fontana, and will provide transportation to any of their locations at no cost to you. To find out more, give them a call at 844-SAD-5050. That's 844-SAD-5050. South Pacific Sleep Lab. Start resting easy and sleeping sound today. Are you ready to get balanced with Dr. Marissa? Tune in every Thursday at 7 to KCAA AM 1050, FM 106.5, FM 102.3, and streaming on KCAARadio.com. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse. And for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197. KCAA is your CNBC News affiliate. We're the station that gets down to business. Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. 
your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for the mortgage voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, 888-713-2929. That's our telephone number. Pick up the phone, give us a call, talk mortgages. Mortgages uh, are very difficult to get in some respects. In other respects, they're very easy to get, and I'll explain. Sometimes when you're trying to get a mortgage, and you are a perfect fit for a mortgage, i.e., you're a W-2 wage earner, i.e., you get a paycheck every two weeks, comes on the 15th and the 30th, and you've been doing that for the 10, 15 years, and your credit score, your FICO score, is above 740, and you are just itching to get a new home, and you are a first-time home buyer, you would probably be eligible for a terrific low uh, interest rate loan. Why do I say that? Is because your risk is low. Let's say you're even in your uh, early to mid-30s, then your risk is really low, and you're making $100,000 a year. Now your risk really goes down, and then it just becomes a math problem as to how much money you can borrow based on that. Now, it can be difficult to get, and let me explain. If you are a type of person who does not have great credit, who has intermittent or self-employed, it can be harder for you to get a loan because why? The risk is greater. And we are at the point in this particular market, just think about it. How long has this market been going on the upswing where property values have been increasing and interest rates have been relatively uh, low and they're still relatively low, they're under 5%. How long has it been? If you say 2010 it started, you're right. So that's an eight-year run of this incredible market that we've been in. So the risk to people loaning to those of you who have bad credit, intermittent, uh, intermittent I can't even say the word, intermittent uh, employment history or are self-employed are a greater or a less risk for someone lending you money in this type of market. So when you're thinking about borrowing money, when you're thinking about credit or getting credit, uh, I had this client. And they wanted to, their VA uh, husband served in the Navy and uh, grateful for his service. And anybody out there who has uh, been in the military, these VA loans are terrific. They're usually less cost and they're usually less uh, in terms of the interest rate. And they're 100% and they're 100% guaranteed. So if you're in the military, you earned it, you deserve it, go get it. Get your certificate of eligibility and go get this loan. But what I'm saying is if you, uh, my clients, they were trying to get a loan and they wanted to get a loan and they were happy they were VA they were ready to go but they couldn't find a property why because this market right now that we're in in 2018 is upward trending in many places in the US I can tell you right now that in Las Vegas Nevada prices went up 16 percent oh year over date meaning last year at this time to this year at this time property prices went up 16 percent now they're not at yet the prices they were in 2004, 5, and 6, but they're getting close. And the fact is, is that in Vegas, obviously, the prices are a lot lower than they are here in uh, San Bernardino, Riverside. And by the way, KCAA, KMET, and the Roadrunner, as well as K Tahoe, thank you very much for having our signal. And um, 
boosting us to all your audience out there. Really appreciate it. We love our audience, and they're always responding. We get terrific response both online and via phone call. And again, that number is 888-713-2929. If you want to email us, info at malibufunding.net. And of course, you can see the show as well as hear the show. Um, if you want to see the show, you can go to any of the radio stations, KCAA, KMET, and see the show. If you want to see it online, it's themortgagevoice.com, and of course, all of those outlets, as well as K-Tahu, broadcast the show every weekend, as well as, I believe it's on Thursday. Is it Thursday, too, with KMET? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, anyway, so the, the, uh, the people who are uh, my clients, and they're trying to get this loan, they just couldn't find a property. Fifteen different escrows we were in, in terms of trying to find the right fit of something that would make sense to them. They, they're the type of buyer that wanted to get into a property, have their kids graduate from high school, there's three of them, and in three years they'll all be out of high school. Then they wanted to sell the property and get out. So they had a very specific buy that they had to do and they just couldn't find something that made the math work however if you want something and you want to live there for a long time the math doesn't necessarily have to work the same way it would if you were doing a uh, income property whereby you have to have the you know the uh, uh, principal interest taxes and insurance paid each and every month plus the management fees and maintenance cost as well as to make some kind of uh, profit on that in order to make the thing make any sense. Otherwise, you're just building long-term equity by paying a little out-of-pocket every month, which is still a strategy. But in this market, we're 2018. Let's figure we are at uh, pretty close to 95% of what we're going to get out of this up market. And we're looking at probably in the next 12 to 18 months. Now, I know I'm a, a doom and gloomer. I know people have told me that. But you figure historically it's 8 to 10 years in this market, any market really, where you're going to see peak valley, peak Valley. Now, I don't know whether this is going to be a local issue, whether it's going to be a national recession, whether it's going to be something that is akin. And by the way, hey, hey Daryl, have you seen the gas prices? What do you think? You mean at four plus? Yes, exactly. And the last time they were like this, interest rates were a lot lower. So you, if you were buying a house, gas prices did not affect you as much because you had the disposable income to buy gas to get to work. But if you, I have a 35 mile commute one way, 70 miles a day to get to work. It's expensive. Yeah, my wife does as well. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. I mean, you could be spending $7,500 to fill up your tank, and if you've got a, a Ford 150 or you've got some other type of vehicle which really chews the gas, oh, boy, this summer's going to be tough. Yeah, well, in California, they added the highway tax that was just voted in to help build you know, some more infrastructure, repair what we have. And they're saying that some of it's going to the crazy train. So. Well, this is the problem with California is you really don't know because those ballot measures, unless they specifically not only earmark, but they set aside and put in what they used to call the Social Security lockbox, but in something that the, the general fund can't rob it if there's shortfall. Like right now, California's got got a lot of things going well for it, right, uh, economically. So that means that the tax coffers are full, which means that somebody's always in your pocket for more money. It's just the way it is. But when the economy goes down, and this is the other point that we're talking about, if you're thinking about buying now and you're at that peak of the market and my clients couldn't find something to buy, what happens when the market turns south? And I'm saying 12, 18 months, maybe 24 months at the outside. If the Democrats win, I think it'll be happen a lot sooner. However, 
When that happens, what happens to all of this? The tax base for the gas, what happens to that? Well, the taxes aren't going to go away. And by the way, I was hearing on another radio station that they're trying to repeal this gas tax, get rid of it. Over on KFI, they were talking about it. They have enough signatures to put it on the ballot, I believe. I think they should put it on the ballot. I think if people really thought about that bullet train or whatever the heck they're talking about, the brown dog, I think that's what they call it on John and Ken's show. <laughs> it's just really funny. I, I laugh every time I hear about it. Well, those are the guys who are calling it the crazy trade. The crazy train, crazy the brown train. doggle, yeah, they're just, anything that spends your money by people in Sacramento is probably a bad idea, according to these guys. Now, I don't know whether it is or it isn't. Some of the taxes are, are useful, some aren't. Uh, the one in L.A. that kills me is the, 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 the housing bill that we put a uh, sales tax on, creating a billion-dollar fund, and they're looking for ways to spend it. However, what happens when the next 50,000 people show up because they're hearing about the free housing? Now, I, I'm a generous guy, and I think there should be a way by which we can deal with the housing problem. And I've outlined it on the show several times, whether it be to allow people to buy, uh, to build granny units on their current property in order to exacerbate the problem of houselessness. It's not homelessness, by the way. It's houselessness because home is a sort of euphoric name but a house is a house roof over your head someplace to lay down at night and shelter from the cold that is a house and I think we could probably solve the crisis with the current um, uh, number of homes we have on the market if we would let those people either rent cheaper and be able to do it or build units on their current property and be able to rent it out. Now, you could do it by any number of means, either holding rent control down or having government subsidies for the rent that you're not getting because it's not market condition, something. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. But by continually making it difficult to build housing, it only drives the cost of housing up, which means that the cost of any housing on the retail end is going to go up. Therefore, if you have rising interest rates in the mortgage market and the cost of the housing or the building is going up, Las Vegas is a perfect example. If you're thinking that 16% increase year over year is a sustainable thing, that's insane. Those kind of numbers are only existing because of the lack of housing. If we are a million units short every year that we need to build in this country in order to house the people that need housing, we're going to have a homeless or a houseless pro problem for the next 10 years. And I don't think any fund in L.A. is going to solve that. Anyway, I'm Jeff Barton. I'm your host for the Mortgage Voice, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at MalibuFunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. 888-713-2929 is the telephone number. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Uh, we've been talking about mortgages, your mortgage specifically right now in the springtime of 2018, rounding into summer shape, probably in about uh, 35, 40 days. What's happening to you and your real estate needs? You want to buy a house? You want to sell a house? That's what we talk about here on the show. We bring great guests all the time to the show. One of the guests who's a little bit late showing up today, I wanted to talk to him about what do you do with a borrower when you've got a first-time home buyer and they come to you and they say, hey, you know, I want to buy this house, but they tell me I need a pre-approval letter. I need something from you so that you can give them the warm fuzzy that I'm completely able to get a loan. Well, so one of the articles that I picked up in a magazine, um, very interesting article on anticipation of borrowers' questions, and this would be to your professionals. So if you're out there right now and you're in this predicament or you're in this situation or, or maybe you're a seller and you're getting pre-approval or pre-qualification letters. What, what are you looking at? What are you looking for? What are the kinds of things that are needed either by the borrower or from the borrower if you're the seller? And that's what this article speaks to. I, I really like it. Uh, one of the things that it says is do not be afraid if your pre-approval letter mentions third-party services. Now, what is a third-party service? I know that in the mortgage transaction, you will see a HUD or a, an estimation or a loan estimation at some point in the transaction, and you'll look down the itemized list of seller or buyer debits and credits, and you'll just be confused as heck. Even though the language is pretty straightforward, even though it is also, um, you know, also very readable and, and the figures that you get on that LE have to match what they are on the CD. And of course, I don't want to get into the uh, nitty gritty and the ups and downs, ins and outs of what are said. But if you're looking at third party fees, and a lot of that shows up on your HUD, your HUD is your estimated closing statement that you might get from your escrow company. Those third party fees are things like credit, are uh, things like title and escrow. Now, many, many people who look at costs related to mortgages point to third-party fees as the way by which you can drive costs down. And I'm the first one to admit that there are a lot of fees in there that are padded. But I'm also going to endorse third-party companies. Now, why do I say that? Well, because most lenders aren't going to be able to do everything that's required in that transaction, whether it's title, whether it's escrow, whether it's um, any other third-party credit, for instance, uh, that's needed. You need professional companies that do professional jobs. These companies exist, and they are needed to... Um, uh, Daryl, I think we have a call coming in. I'm just, uh, I'm just looking at that. Um, so when you're looking at third-party fees, and you're thinking that, yeah, I'll, uh, Chuck has just called in to the show. Charles? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you? Outstanding. How about yourself? I'm just fine, thank you. You know, we were just, and this is Charles Giscom. He is the, um, uh, continue, what are you, the qualified employee out in the state of Nevada for Malibu Funding, Inc., isn't that right? 
Yes, I am. Branch manager and qualified employee for certain. Okay, excellent. So what? What before you got on, I was just going through some of what they call third-party fees and why I was in favor of third-party companies, although you have to watch out for the fees. What are your, what are your thoughts on third-party fees, whether it be um, title or escrow or credit or some of the other things that are needed in the closing transactions? Because these always seem to be what RESPA or the federal government or, or uh, the borrower looks at in order to drive costs down. What do you think about all that? You know what? It's a, it's kind of a good situation for us in regards to third parties because it helps us kind of make arm, arm, arm length distance uh, transactions occur. Keeps us safe that way. Obviously, you don't want the additional fees, but I understand why. It's just to make sure that there's no control situation where you know, a particular lender or investor or someone, uh, you know, monopolizing a transaction. And that way, to make sure that the, the, the client is getting uh, the best possible services, uh, unbiased and objective in regards to the borrower, making sure they have the best transaction. And for us, it also helpful to us, Jeff, because we don't have to worry about those things that we just spoke about. And that is, you know, people viewing us as though we're driving costs or doing certain things. That's right. I believe, I believe that sometimes, or in most cases, you know, although it may be a little bit costly in some situations because everybody's got to make money, but the reality of it is I think that it's worth the money to make sure, Jeff, that we can provide the best possible service to our clients as far as mortgages are concerned and not worry about the other fees or the other services that are involved with this situation. So we don't look like we're steering or trying to control the transaction. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I happen to like third parties that come in and do a professional job. Yes, they have to make money, and yes, that does drive costs up. I think in many respects, uh, borrowers look at costs as if somehow um, they are all getting ripped off. I think some of the fees are ridiculous, whether it be, uh, you know, um, uh, tie-in fees or some kind of pad that they put on for an additional whatever it is in the fee, whether it's escrow, sub-escrow, these kind of things. But in general, most of these fees pay for professionals to do a professional job. And I think to cut off your nose to spite your face in terms of making, you know, everybody ground down to dust is not really in the best interest of the borrower. Not at all, Jeff. I completely agree with you. And like I said, it just makes it easier for us to say, hey, listen, I'm in control of one, uh, uh, one thing and one thing only. That's to provide that mortgage service for you. The only thing I can control for you in regards to this is our origination fee. We're not responsible for anything else, and it just provides an opportunity for those services to get done the best possible way they can and within the best interest. Right, and then we could probably include underwriting or processing in these third-party fees. I know that most lenders do their own processing. Uh, I mean, yeah, they do, or originators do their own Correct. processing, but it can be a third-party fee as underwriting can be a third-party fee. Absolutely. It absolutely can, Jeff. Agree. Now, um, Agree. so uh, summer's about ready to kick in. Uh, rates are going up. Where do you think we are headed in terms of, and, and inventory's really tight. Um, all over the country, and uh, I just read an article that said that the uh, Las Vegas prices have gone up 16.5% from last year at this time. Yeah, and they may continue to grow. Everywhere that we're looking, Jeff, there is a supply and demand issue. Yep. And as that goes, the prices will increase and will increase. Now, obviously, you put certain things in place that won't allow the, the boat to flip over again. That's what they say. Yep. And hopefully we don't get there. But I believe we're going to, it's going to steadily increase. It's going to be a seller's market. It's going to be a seller's market for sure. 
Um, and, you know, the, the highest bidder will be in play. And I, sh- I think that should happen for a while. Now, obviously, things can happen that we don't foresee that can cause it to go into a tailspin. But I do see that it will uh, increase, still increase, still go up, uh, and it'll still be a, a great for sellers, at least for the rest of this year, Jeff. I'm looking at that. Yeah, I agree the rest of this year. I'm a little bit nervous after the election because we're not really sure what's going to happen. And if it is a landslide of a Democratic variety, I think you're going to see a recession quicker than later. If it's a Republican win or at least a maintain of what it is, I think you're going to see an economy which maintains because the regulation that's been cut, um, a lot lot of the um, relaxing of what happens, uh, especially with the CFPB in our business or some of the other ones, HUD, and certainly uh, anything having to do with the, the free access to money has remained pretty strong since this administration has taken over from uh, the Obama administration. Agreed. Agreed, Jeff. I agree with all those things. And you know what? It's all, you always worry some after that election situation. Yep. But, you know, you hope for the best. And obviously, in this situation right now with the Republicans, and like you said, Jeff, you know, the money's flowing. It'll keep going, and, and we'll see. But well, hopefully it stays on this steady path longer, you know, for a longer period of time than not. Now, um, I, I just want to touch a little bit about um, uh, borrowers who are looking for some easy way to get a loan, and I think we call that fraud. Um, there's been an uptick <laughs> in the, yeah, I know we laugh, but it's true. Uh, when, it when you see a market like this, whereby the refi market is really dropped by th- half, uh, so you, you're probably, rather than a $3 trillion mortgage market this year, are probably below $2 trillion. Now, trillion dollars is a funny number, but at the same time, if you're one-third less in terms of loan volume and programs which have become uh, regular now, which didn't even exist four or five years ago, the tendency or the temptation to be able to do something to get a loan that you couldn't have even done because those programs didn't exist five years ago becomes greater. You got a concern for that? Absolutely. You know, whenever you get into the fraud situation, Jeff, you know, it's really, you know, that's always tough for us. That's a, that, that puts us in a rough situation. And people, as things tend to tighten up, individuals get more desperate, and they'll, you know, they look to do other, uh, other things. As it's going on right now, Jess, in regards to fraud, you know, uh, I don't know, what can I say about that situation? I mean, I believe there's other programs out there that will allow people not to have to get that desperate. Right. You know, we always talk about these non-QM situations and things that can, you know, these, these different loans that are taking, you know, they have similar qualities to the loans of old, Jeff, that we yep. used to do. You know, there's still stated income, stated assets. There's some people doing no income, no asset loans. I mean, obviously it's going to be a lower LTV, might be more FICO-driven, so it can put some checks and balances in place. But when it comes to the fraud situation, like, you know, I think that those loans are in place so individuals don't have to go that route. Right. I agree. Because that's pretty good loan does, Jeff. I, I, I do believe that, that that is the route to go, and that's why they did that. You know, banks are still lending. They're not lending the same way they did before, but there's still some programs out there uh, that, 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 that can get some loans done and not have individuals getting desperate trying to get, you know, origination and do different loans and, and, and get different loans done. Hey, I mean, listen, I, Charles. I'll answer your question. Yeah, you did, and thank you. I'm sorry we, we're up against the clock here. I apologize very much. I love having you on, and I love talking mortgages. This has been Charles Giscombe uh, from Malibu Funding. He's the uh, qualified employee and branch manager in Nevada. Charles, thanks very much for coming on the show. Hey, Jeff, thanks for having me as always. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much. And I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For questions or comments, send emails to info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, 888-713-2929. That's the telephone number. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We talk mortgages on the show. We talk all kinds of things uh, that have to do with your decision, whether you're going to buy, whether you're going to sell. Maybe you want to just uh, sniff around a little bit. Maybe you've got some cousins that are moving into town. Maybe you're going to move out to Vegas or North Carolina. Maybe Chicago beckons you. Hey, we have licenses with Malibu Funding, and Malibu Funding is the sponsor for this show, and thank you very much to them for being able to fund the show and bring this information to you each and every week. But offices in 10 different states with Malibu Funding, Inc., and they are here to serve and uh, let us serve you better. That's their logo. So if everybody wants to, a loan, uh, give them a call. Uh, I'm very happy to bring back to the show a longtime contributor uh, to the show who had uh, left home, and now he's come back to us, and I really appreciate it. It's the mortgage doctor himself, Arby Abramian. Arby, how are you? Good, Jeff. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. I bet you haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, RB, you have such experience and you've been around a long, long time. Give us your idea what's happening in the marketplace in general down here in Southern California, will you? Sure. In general, like, you know, uh, the bond market is not doing so well. So that's because the, uh, they, the increase in bond markets in the short-term uh, indexes for the, for the lenders. So therefore, the rates have gone up a little bit. Yep. As far as transactions, most of the transactions in current market is based on purchases. So I could with confidence say that most of the transactions, 67 to 70% of all transactions are purchase deals. The remaining 30% are refis, and those refinances are based on people gaining enough equity. So now they're doing a cash out so they can invest in future investments. Now, when, uh, cash out refis, let's talk about that for a second. Programs. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To gain cash out refis are plentiful or are lenders nervous about uh, cashing out more than, let's say, 80%? Well, there's a limit, and depending again to the uh, of the type of property uh, on regular Fannie and Freddie, which are the majority of the loans, you can go as far as much as four hundred fifty-three thousand one hundred, which is the conforming level. Right. Uh, some lenders they, they have a limit, but as far as us Malibu funding, we are the best. We can help you regardless of the amount. Okay. Well, that's good news for you. And the the programs that you're talking about in terms of those are conforming, uh, conventional, or are they FHA loans? Uh, FHA, there's a lot, a lot more guidelines, rules, and regulations based on FHA. Those are based on conventional loans. I see. Now, keep in mind, conventional is not like you know what it was five years ago. Things right. have changed. Uh, so now if the client has a 625 score or 605 score, there is a program. Okay, so that's a big change because there was a time not even that long ago where 640 was the absolute bottom. Yes. And now you're saying 620, 600. Now, for those of you out Correct. there who don't know credit score, uh, the difference between a 640 borrower and uh, 600 in terms of FICO score, the risk, that's a big difference. And programs, I, I, I would like to like, you know, bring this up take this opportunity to uh, advise the, our listeners. There are two programs, Home Ready, Home Possible, which are conventional programs. And just like in FHA, uh, those two programs require only 3% down payment, and your debt-to-income ratio can go as high as 50%. What, what are some of the other qualifications for those loans? We talk about them occasionally on the show, but uh, give us a refresher. Sure. Yeah, if you have, I'm just going to pretend I'm the client. If I okay. have a 600 FICO score and my debt-to-income ratio is at 50% and uh, I can and I have the 3% down, I can qualify for a uh, uh, home possible or home ready. Those are basically the same programs, except one is with Penny, the other one is with Fredman. Okay, and, and in terms of saving the clients the down payment... Who picks up the down payment, or is that just part of the, is this a government program? How does this work? Well, down payment, uh, down payment usually is out of pocket. So people, like, you know, clients save their money and they put that toward down payment. And usually when you purchase a property, there's a down payment yep. and there's the closing cost. But if, let's say, if there is, you don't have enough down payment, there's a lot of programs out there. The programs are called down payment assistance programs which you can get anywhere between 3% to 5% grant. Oh, I see. And who, who, who grants that? The state? Freddie Mac? Fannie Mae? Who does that? Uh, it's not Fannie or Freddie. Those are state-specific programs. Uh, yeah. What's the one here in California? That um, CalHAFA program? Is that what it is? CalHAFA, correct. Right. right. And GSFA, GSFA Platinum EPA program. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I know that a lot of counties and cities have their own individual ones, and that's a county by county or a city by city. I know Riverside has one, San Bernardino as well. And as you know, we're broadcast 
uh, to those areas as well as up in Tahoe now. And I want to say hi to all those people who are listening to the show once again on uh, Saturday or Sunday morning. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, with us right now is Arby Abramian, who is a loan officer uh, for Malibu Funding, and he primarily works in those areas as well as Los Angeles and Orange County. What do you think is the difference between uh, this year and last year in terms of not only the the amount of money you have to pay in terms of the rate going up, but what are some of the other differences? Is it easier to qualify now? Is it harder to qualify now? Do you see more people uh, competing for those loans? Uh, as far as guidelines, the guidelines have to be done. But as far as uh, if somebody's trying to purchase, if there's not enough uh, 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 houses uh, in the market, yep, the prices that's true. tend to go up. Yep. Yep, and all all of these prices that are going up and up and up, and and we don't see. I was I don't know if I told you, but I was telling our last guest. You know, in Las Vegas last year at this time to this year at this time, property values have gone up sixteen percent. Now in L.A. County, it's about six percent over six six and a half percent over last year. I don't know exactly what it is in San Bernardino and Riverside, but I bet it's something very similar. What what do you think about that? The prices rising, the uh, loss of I guess the ability to negotiate on any kind of a deal, you basically have to go in, no contingency, all cash, or 100%. Um, it can't be good for the market, can it? I mean, in my opinion, it's never too, too late to own a property. Right. And I can say, like, the person who purchased a property 10 years ago, now is the winner. The person who purchased a property 20 years ago is a winner. The person who purchased a property 30 years ago is a winner. Right. So it's never too late because you purchase it in this market within the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you will gain the equity. No, I think equity-driven uh, markets in terms of trying to build long-term wealth or retirement or pass a legacy on to your heirs, I think, yeah, property is the only way to do it. Um, okay. Let's see, we have a couple of minutes left. The interest rates, we have predicted that uh, in 2019, right at the beginning, we're probably going to see five and a quarter percent uh, interest rates. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, that is very accurate. Right. Uh, and I can see uh, from looking at different lender perspectives, as I work with different lenders, uh, the rates are already already there. Yep. Uh, now it depends on if mortgage bond securities, they start to function better, then the rate will go come down. But uh, right now, like the uh, everything is uh, linked together, such as the stock market. The stock market is doing very well, so therefore the bond market is lower and the rates are high, right? Well, if you're going to get a return in the stock market better than what you can get in buying treasuries, yeah, obviously nobody's going to want to buy treasuries. They're going to want to put their market money in the market, which means that you have to up the yield, which means that you have to up the mortgage rates. That's just kind of how it goes. You know, I mean, and there is no simple solution to that other than to say, hey, you've had, and I hate this, but the explanation is simple. You've had it well for so long that a little hurt is probably a good thing. It is a good thing. Right. Uh, it's, I mean, like, you know, whatever, what goes up must come down. So the stock market is high, so it's going to take within next six months or Nobody has a crystal ball, but that's going to stock market is going to start uh, start coming down. Well, I think and it then, has last yeah. week or so. At least, actually, it's been kind of flat up and down. Like yesterday was, yes. I think, down 177 points. Mm -hmm. 
So I think in general what, what you're saying is true, is that the stock market has traditionally been where you go if, in fact, you know, you're looking to make quicker money. But if the market starts to falter, you'll see a return to the bond market and you'll see mortgage rates go down. That's what I think. Hey, Arby, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, and welcome back to uh, Malibu Funding. That's terrific that you're back doing loans again with Malibu Funding, and really appreciate you coming on the show once again. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you very much. That's Arby Abrami and The Mortgage Doctor, and I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For questions or comments, send emails to info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. 888-713-2929 is the telephone number. Pick up the phone, give us a call, or you can email us, info at malibufunding.net. And uh, we're certainly on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Yeah, if you go to Facebook... Type in Home Loans colon Malibu Funding Inc. and it pops right up. We got a great homepage there on Facebook. We certainly have MalibuFunding.net. That's a website, and they're the sponsor for the show. So I want to give them a nice big plug. And um, anybody else who is out there listening to the show right now, thank you very much. KMET, KCAA, K Tahoe, and the Roadrunner are our big four is what we call them. And and you know what? We have a a great guest on who, uh, as as we were just talking off air, has done a lot of uh, good things for people who need this type of advice. I brought him on because I think, you know, just hearing about success from both his standpoint and how really to help you uh, get to where you need to be financially. And, of course, we're talking about Terrell Robinson uh, from Wealthwave. Uh, I believe your uh, slogan is a day in the life with big techs protecting your financial blindside. That's it, Jeff. I get it. It's a day in the life with your man, big tech. (laughs) Who do you want to protect your financial blindside? Okay, great. And for those people who don't know... uh, Tex was a terrific football player both at college and in the NFL, and I think that uh, uh, slogan for you is is not only apt, but it also represents who you are as a person. Um, Give us a little uh, taste of what you're doing right now to do that for people, if you would, please. Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, Our main motto is, number one, is how money works, because it's not being taught and a lot of these homes and families, schools. So most the average person don't know how money works. So what we do is we've, we've set up an educational platform. And right now, next month, when I get back from Texas, I'm setting up something from children that are from the ages of 8 to the ages of 17. I'm actually going to even go to the age of 18 and teach them on how money works, balancing a checkbook, rule of 72. So what we do is we sit down, we take a snapshot, and just ask you some simple, basic questions, such as, do you have an emergency fund? What type of life insurance policy do you have? Because a lot of people out there carry policies that is the wrong policy, accidental and death policies. Right. Uh, um, so multiple things that we do in the financial. And we still, Jeff, we still focus on credit, too, as well, because credit is leverage when it comes to purchasing homes, purchasing vehicles, and so on and so forth. Now, you've been doing this for quite some time. I know you personally, and you've been on both the radio show and the TV show, and we've become pretty good friends uh, just through that medium. Uh, what would you say is the, the most important thing for a young 
person to know not only about money but about investing and about planning long term because most people they you know they just don't so what what would you say what was the most important thing that you could pass on to them well the the, the first thing that comes to my mind is the leverage part um, you know so and and the educational part you can actually sit down with someone that knows about money, and you don't have to pay them bukus of money. I'm what's considered a non-captive broker, so when you sit down with me, I do a free financial analysis, needs analysis. So as a young person, my son now is at the age of 26, just mm -hmm. purchased his second home a couple of months ago. Now, he does have a little bit of disadvantage because Pops is in real estate and in the financial business. Right. But it was still my job to be able to educate him in regards to, son, when you get a check, make sure that this percentage you're paying back to yourself, make sure this percentage is paying back in, in regards to reserves. First thing he asked me, well, why is that, Pops? What happens if you lose your job? Do right. you have an emergency fund built up? What does that mean? Well, will you be able to sustain your lifestyle for the next three to six months until you can find a replacement? such as when the recession hit. Right. So uh, that would be the first thing. The second thing, of course, is credit. The reason I say credit is when young men and women go off to college, these college, these uh, credit card companies come onto the campus and yep. they just throw cards at you. Their job is not to educate you. Their job is to get you to sign up. But they don't tell you about the 30% debt ratio that you don't want to go over with revolving accounts. They don't tell you about the interest rate or maxing out. Because by then, middle school, high school, elementary, you're not taught about really what the compounding and the APR is all about. So nope. you're thinking, hey, if I make this $15 minimum payment on this $1,000 card, I'm in, I'm in good standing. That's not true. Well, it hurts so, your credit if that's the max you have on the credit, which is really first cards are maybe not even 1000 But if you've maxed it out, you're only paying the minimum. It really hurts your credit score, doesn't it? Absolutely. It not only hurts your credit score, then you got to look at the longevity of how long it's going to take you to pay that card off if you continue to. And you're in college, it ain't like you have, and you're an athlete, you can't work. So that means you got to depend on either a scholarship right. or money from mom and dad. So uh, by that credit card being maxed out, you're already getting a late start. What happens if you need to now apply for a student loan? Well, even right. though your credit card has been paid on time and you're maxed out, it's dropped your score so many points. Yeah, and that's a good point to uh, tell people. If you, in fact, have a credit card and you're not maxed out, you want to stay below, what is it, 30% of the 30%. max? 30%. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And you, you want to, uh, I apologize, Jeff. Uh, you okay. want to look at the total all debt ratio. Okay. So if you have three credit cards. Right. And one of the, and they're all, and they're all 3000 I mean, they're all $1,000 a piece. And if you have one maxed out, well, hey, you're at that, you know, you're at that 30% uh, that debt ratio. So now you have to. So it isn't on each individual down. credit card, um, Tex? It's on, on the total of the credit card revolving well, debt? They go, well, if you have one, if you want to look at the total revolving. I see. So if you have, you have four credit cards at 2500 bucks a piece, one card is maxed out. Your total revolving credit limit is still 25% if you have $10,000 in limit. Right. So you only have 500 more to go. Even oh, though I that see. card sure. is maxed out, you and you don't want it maxed out, but even if it is, 
uh, you're at 25% total revolving. Uh, but once you cancel out one of those credit cards, different ballgame now. Now yep. your debt ratio just went up and it just dropped the score, fifty point, depending on your history, 50 points, 100 points. Now, let me ask you a question about life insurance in terms of using that as a long-term investment. I know we've talked about it several times, but just give me a little bit of a refresher about how you can use life insurance to really set yourself up for some long-term um, wealth growth. Absolutely. See, another misconception is people, oh, I don't want life insurance because X, Y, Z. Well, they don't understand how it works, so you fear what you don't understand. Of course. So there are different policies out there that will allow you to be able to develop some cash value. And if it's the right policy, put in the right program, such as an index universal, now if you put the rule of 72 in effect, and let's say that account is averaging 12%, that means your money is doubling every six years. But as far as the policy, as you're putting money into this policy, you can also take money out against it because this policy now acts as if you're, that is your own personal bank. So when you get ready to go purchase a home and you have a cash value life insurance policy that has, let's just say, $10,000 in it, and you need to purchase a home, you have $20 in your checking account, $20 in your savings account, but you have $10,000 in that cash value. You are able to borrow that money to go purchase, put down on your home. So if you need to put down 3.5% or you need to put down 5%, whatever the case may be, you can borrow that money. And that's because you've built up the long-term cash value of the account? Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be long-term. It could be, see, uh, here's another misconception, too. You can also, let's just say, for example, if you're putting in $100 a month, and let's just say if you're a commission-based person that works at a furniture store. Right. You just had a great month, and you got an extra $3,000 left over after all bills are paid and you have money left in the savings. If you want to save, if you want to stack in 1500 bucks into that policy, you are allowed to do that. That is acting as your savings. There is a reason why, because that policy now has a what is called a zero floor. The, it is attached to the S&P 500, so therefore the market goes down. You do not lose your principal. Here's another thing. That policy, for the most part, is outpacing inflation versus a checking account or savings account. Of course. The most I've seen on a checking and savings is 1.6%. But even if you're getting 6% out of this policy, you're still outpacing inflation. The yep. market goes down, you're at a zero floor. That's the most important. Anybody can make you money, but when the bad times come around, can they protect your financial blind side? Oh, that's excellent and very good advice. By the way, uh, send me a picture. We're going to put it up on the website when the show comes out. You're just uh, you know, one happy face away from uh, being in touch with everybody, and I really appreciate you coming on the show once again, explaining all this stuff and really uh, happy for your successes. I really appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you very much for even having me on. It's, I mean, it, it's truly been a great honor knowing you, getting to know you, and it's crazy yeah. how we met. Yeah. And <laughs> for the longest time, we've never even seen each other. No, I know. <laughs> that We did a lot of radio, but never saw in person. Uh, right. But uh, next time I'm out in Vegas uh, after tomorrow or Thursday, we'll get you back on the TV show. This has been um, uh, Big Tex Robinson, Wealthwave, uh, live here on the show, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. 
Absolutely. Thank you very much, Jeff. And thank you, too. And I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For questions or comments, send emails to info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. 888-713-2929. That's the telephone number. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We're talking mortgages. We're talking real estate. We're talking what's happening now and in the future. There are uh, many, many different questions you're going to have about how to do the process, how to get into the loan process. And we've talked a lot today about nuts and bolts issues with a lot of different guests that we've had on the show. Um, And so I'm going to continue that trend by talking about the process of getting a loan. I mean, what you need, the documentation, all kinds of stuff like that. Reading from an article, but also my personal knowledge being in the business for a long time about, uh, you know, most people who want to do a loan, they do not want to tell everything about themselves financially. It just seems to be one of the most embarrassing things you can do, especially when you think you are telling a story, but yet your credit and your income and your payment history is telling a different kind of story. And I don't know whether that's a positive or a negative, but whether you see yourself as this terrific entrepreneur and this great business person and you're just killing it on a daily, but yet when you look at your year-end taxes, you've written so much off, you can't justify getting a regular W-2 type loan. Therefore, your rate's going to be higher and you're asking the loan officer, why is that? Well, there are, as I said, there are ways by which you can improve your situation in, you know, three to six months to be able to get the best rate. In a market that we're in right now where rates are rising and we think by 2019 we're probably going to see five and a quarter to five and a half percent interest rates. And that is still traditionally one of the lowest interest rates of my lifetime and I'm 63 years old. So that we've had this very odd market where we've had three, even in the high 2% interest rates, it's not sustainable and currently we're in a market whereby the economy is booming so the interest rates rise. That's just the way it is because it's a control over inflation and uh, inflation is the number one problem when it comes to obviously equity in your home or prices at the fuel pump or at the grocery store. We do not want to see prices rise too fast and in order to do that we have to cool the market down and that's what we've been trying to do I say we but those of us in this business know that rising interest rates for the mortgages are probably a good thing but let's get to simple questions like okay what paperwork do I need to provide to my loan officer okay we need proof of income we need assets for the borrower two years w-2 tax forms or pay stubs two years of tax returns, personal identification, and information about prospective home buyer's credit. Your credit. I need to know this. Borrowers may also need to provide information about the property, uh, their present and proposed housing expenses, and the reasons for seeking the loan. Okay, that paragraph in this particular article sums up, if I get that information, I can give you a loan estimate and tell you precisely what the loan is going to cost you. It's going to cost you either in um, fees from third-party providers, which we talked a little bit about earlier in the show, whether it be title, escrow, credit, any number of other uh, processing, maybe underwriting. These can all be considered third-party fees, depending. Um, And I can also give you an estimate as to how much money you have to bring in in terms of getting the rate you want. Let's say you want to buy down the rate. 
If you want to buy down the rate, it's called a discount point. A lot of lenders will allow you to buy down the rate, meaning that if you have a 4% rate and you want a 3.75% rate, you can do that if you pay a fee up front, which is called the discount fee. All of these things that you need to know about before you actually choose both the lender, the loan officer, and the rate that you want, most people, I'll be honest with you, come to you and say, I want to buy a house. How much can I afford to borrow? And that's really how it is because knowing what you need to know in order to make those decisions to borrow money is, well, it's simple in one respect and it's not simple in another respect. It's simple because it's just a math problem. But it's not simple because you just don't need to, you don't know what the numbers are. You don't know really how much you make. I made the example of the person who owns a business and writes off all of their income on expenses for the business. Now, they're living fine because <clears throat> all their living expenses, the mortgage or their rent or the car payment or any of the, the clothes or the cars or anything else that you need is all written off against the business as quote-unquote business expenses. However, we all know that they're really not business expenses, but this particular particular borrower, this particular person is looking at his company as a way to not pay taxes. Now that's between you and the accountants. I don't get involved with that. What I do get involved with is, okay, how much money do you make? And we, we quoted it. You need tax returns, you need assets, you need pay stubs for two years. This is what you need in order to get the best rate possible. And a quarter point on you know, $100,000 over a 30-year loan is tens and thousands of dollars. So it really does matter, this rate. And because we need to know how much money you make, and it goes right back to the ability to repay the loan. After 2008, big crash, nobody could prove that they could repay the loans that they got because they were heartbeat loans, i.e., if you have a heartbeat, you can get a loan. Well, it's not like that anymore. And since the Dodd-Frank rule, and by the way, they're, they're really relaxing a lot of the Dodd-Frank regulations. Uh, we have a new CFPB director, uh, Mulroney, and he's basically said he's not going to do the regulatory, um, uh, I guess, strict interpretation based on what Richard Caudray was doing with the CFPB. He's more or less somebody who's going to look at the landscape and say, in order to grow the economy, we have to relax some of the lending standards. In order to relax the lending standards, we have to adjust the regulatory atmosphere by which loans are being uh, conducted or loans are being made from lenders to borrowers. So in doing that, the regulatory atmosphere allows certain products in the marketplace that just didn't exist five or six years ago. But in so doing, if you are the type of borrower that has traditional loan information for people who want to give you money, you're going to get the best rate. And believe me, quarter point, half point, even a full point. I've seen loan estimates for borrowers ranging from 4.875 all the way up to five and a quarter, 5.325%. Now, why would that be? Credit score is one, ability to repay is the other. And these two combination of uh, criteria on your loan are going to determine your rate and the rate is really very very important now many borrowers you may be listening to this thinking I don't care about the rate I don't care about anything I just want to get in the property and can I afford the payment 
Well, if you have a good loan officer and you have somebody who's really looking out for your benefit, and by the way, in the loan docs themselves, they have to lay out 360 payments if you've got a 30-year loan in writing, and you have to sign that you see what it is and that the loan payments are fixed for 30 years, and here's what they are for 360 days or 360 payments. So if you are a good loan officer, you're going to tell this client, look, you need to know more about this loan than just can you afford the monthly payment because it's not today's monthly payment or tomorrow's or next year's it's when the economy goes bad and now we talked about this a little bit earlier with big text who was on the show talking about what happens to you when the economy isn't as good as it is today we've lived through that before but since the last eight to ten years it's been pretty good maybe you've forgotten maybe those people who were buying a house didn't experience it because they were kids at the time and now these millennial borrowers want to get out there and buy a home all right if you're that person you need a loan officer or a company or somebody to say hey you need to look at your long-term ability to repay this loan. The ability to repay rule is one of the most important things in terms of qualifying for a mortgage, getting the best rate for the mortgage, and being able to make sure that not only are you qualified for that mortgage, but that you can continue to pay that mortgage, all things being equal, for the remainder of the term of the loan, unless you're planning to either sell or refi the property. But, uh, I, I, you know, in terms of just being able to get the loan, those six or seven things that I mentioned, if you get those things to a good loan person, they can really help you by detailing for you the ability to repay and the qualified estimate, the loan estimate that will lay out the cost for your loan. Anyway, I'm Jeff Barton. Really glad you listened to the show today. I'm here each and every week, and uh, this is The Mortgage Voice, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. For more on today's topic, visit www.malibufunding.net. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.